Hey everyone, welcome back to the sports podcast. And guys, I am so sorry. <clears throat> I was doing my podcast. Um, yeah, I was doing a podcast yesterday, but my friend Anthony called me again. So apologize. I I promise that won't happen again. But guys, um, there was a report today um, by uh, Mike Tannenbaum, something that something that's not something that's really familiar, especially with Giants fans. Mike Tannenbaum said that Daniel Jones clearly. Ahead of Sam Darnold. Look at when the Giants passed on Sam Darnold in the 2018 draft, they were the subject of much criticism. When they can't, um, when they then selected Daniel Jones with the sixth overall pick in 2019, that criticism intensified. Now, if you're going to ask me, Justin, how could Dave Gettleman have gotten it so wrong. Well, obviously, Darnold was a future superstar in the eyes of many, even better than the likes of Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, and even Lamar Jackson. You know, don't let the hindsight chatter fool you either. That's exactly how it went back in 2018. Those who were on the Jackson and Allen bandwagon were outliers, expect expectations to the rule rather than the rule itself. Even after the 2018 season, many still believed Sam Darnold was the second quarterback to ba- was the second upcoming quarterback to Baker Mayfield. After all, Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson were still finding their way at the time and weren't close to the superstars they are today. Those who wanted Sam Darnold on the Giants or believed that he would have been the right choice would not relent. Even when Daniel Jones came aboard, the comparisons and criticisms were both abundant and constant. Now, if you're going to ask me, Justin, however, those crickets have, have ceased chirping of late. The reason? Well, here's the reason. Government got it right when he passed on Sam Darnold. And... Precious few still cling to the notion that he's a superstar in the making. Rather, in two years, Jones has completely outshined Darnold and proven that his ceiling is substantially higher than his each Rutherford counterpart. You know, and obviously Mike Tannenbaum, Mike Tannenbaum, who is a former, who was the former GM for the New York Jets. He admitted it, you know. And I'm not going to disagree with Tannenbaum, you know. Even though that, even though I've been saying for, and I, I'm going to keep my word. I've said clearly, even the even, I like Daniel Jones too. But I still think, when I look at Sam Darnold, if you give this, I think Sam Darnold is dealing with the, he's dealing with the same thing Daniel Jones is dealing with. And that's, not ha- not having any good receivers, you know, having a better offensive line protection, you know, and 
I think the one thing that Daniel Jones does have, I think he had, I think Daniel Jones from right now, I think Joe Judge is a better head coach than Robert Sully. You know, I don't, who knows what Robert Sully is going to do with this Jets team. But here's what, here's my, here's what I got to say about Daniel Jones and the Daniel Jones and Sam Darnold uh, comparison. I think in my, from a football perspective, I think Daniel Jones' ceiling has shown to be higher than Sam Darnold's. Obviously, they both have the same problem with turnovers and questionable decision-making. But Daniel Jones' athleticism shows up. Daniel Jones is a great athlete, and he shows up. That translates. You see a lot of good things, and if you believe in the, um, in the uh, what's the word, exime, that the tape sets the floor, and the character sets the ceiling. Boy, you want to get on this guy. The Giants certainly see things that way. Joe Judge is every bit as sold on Daniel Jones as Dave Gutterman, and that speaks volumes. In terms of development, Tannenbaum believes, obviously believes, Daniel Jones is clearly the better quarterback. And heading, and he clearly thinks that Daniel Jones is heading for a better and more successful overall career. But at some point or another, Jones has to take his potential and turn it into consistency. At some point, great, you have to understand, you have to understand. At some point, greatness is going to show up. Let's go. Take the team over and show that you're, you are a great quarterback. There's always going to be excuses. I think Daniel Jones has flashed. But at some point, we need it. We obviously we, we need to see it multiple weeks in a row. The Giants, obviously, obviously the Giants, and also not only the Giants organization, but Giants fans like myself, we believe that will come in year three. But like I said, I'm not really surprised of what Mike Tannenbaum said about Daniel Jones being better than. Uh, Sam Darnold, but I still think the things that Daniel Jones has, Sam Darnold doesn't have. The only good offensive lineman the Jets have is Mike is um Mackay Beckton. They they really don't have a receiver, and Sam Darnold he's he's never had a good head coach to play to uh to uh, learn under from. Hopefully he can have that in Robert Sully, you know. But for now, Daniel Jones, he's obviously the better quarterback. And Daniel Jones, even though that the Giants were about to, if the Eagles would have beaten the Washington football team, the Giants, even, I wouldn't mind the Giants going into the playoffs with a 6-10 and 10 record. At least, they go, at least they're going to the playoffs. I still like, I still like Sam, I still like Sam Darnold, you know? <clears throat> I, and everything... That people have been saying, you know, because Daniel Jones, Sam Darnold, these two have been talked about. Not, and this isn't, oh, this isn't new to anyone. These, both of these quarterbacks have been talked about in the past few months. You know, obviously, from what I've been saying about this, I obviously Daniel Jones, he's obviously a better quarterback. I understand, and I understand why Mike, uh, why Mike Tannenbaum said that Daniel Jones is clearly ahead of Sam Darnold, you know? 
But I'm still not gonna sleep. I'm still not gonna sleep on Sam Darnold. I'm not trying to say he's a top ten quarterback. He's pro- he's like a he's like a top twenty ish quarterback, you know. But like I said, the things that Daniel Daniel Jones has, Sam Darnold doesn't have it yet. Yeah, Sam Darnold doesn't have a head coach, and like I said, hopefully Robert Sally can be that coach that can that can turn Sam Darnold into that a uh, USC quarterback that everyone saw. Uh, back in the in in the uh, 2017 and 18 draft, you know, you need to give him better offensive line protection. And don't get me wrong, I obviously the Jets they need to put more work in their receiving core. They need to get another running back because they don't have Le'Veon Bell anymore, you know. And fix your defense. So obviously there's a lot of things going on with the Jets, and obviously the Giants are a better team, you know. So. I have nothing. Like I said, I, I like I like Sam Darnold, you know. But everything that Daniel Jones has, he's obviously Sam Darnold does not have, and that's why Daniel Jones, in my eyes, is a better quarterback. But at the end of the day, I still like both of these quarterbacks, you know. Obviously, Sam Darnold, he came from a better college, you know. But Daniel Jones, like I said, I've been telling you guys this for the past uh, few years. Even when, um, like, even when uh, Daniel Jones was being criticized, I've been saying that you can't judge a player. You can't judge a player because of what kind of college they come from. Either that's from the worst college or the best. You can't judge that player. And Daniel Jones, he's proven that it doesn't matter. What Daniel Jones has shown, what I've been saying that it doesn't matter what, it doesn't matter how bad, it doesn't matter how bad Duke is, I still show up. And Daniel Jones, he can, he can play. He has good feet. He can run. You know, he has a great arm. Obviously, he needs to turn. He has to stop t- uh, turning over the ball. If he can stop doing that, Daniel Jones is a franchise quarterback. You know. So let's see what happens. But I still think Sam Darnold has a bright future ahead of him. Hey guys, let's talk about the Dallas um, Dallas, Cowboy, Dallas Cowboys. <clears throat> so guys, there's a lot. Guys, there was, there's this crazy trade scenario going on right now. You guys know who Russell Wilson is. Everyone knows who Russell Wilson is, right? One of the most accurate quarterbacks in the league. It looks like Russell Wilson, he's demanding a trade. He's demanding a trade. And one of the te- and the teams that Russell the teams that are looking at Russell Wilson right now are the Bears, the Raiders, the Saints, and the Dallas Cowboys. Those are the those are the potential trade scenarios that uh, for Russell Wilson so far, if he somehow demand if he, if he somehow gets through this trade. My thoughts on this: Russell Wilson to the Cowboys. Look at. I'm actually not gonna talk about the Cowboys. I'm gonna talk about. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna save the Cowboys for last. I'm gonna talk about all these other teams. So here's my thoughts on all this. Obviously, look. Look at with the Chicago Bears, the 
Dallas Cowboys, Las Vegas Raiders, and New Orleans Saints as Russell Wilson's targets in in a, as you can say, in case of trade, break glass situation. We ask everyone, everyone, not just NFL, not just sports analysts, have been asking NFL Nation reporters from each of those teams to lay out their case for Wilson, you know, and what it might take to bring in a star quarterback. Here's, from my own perspective, here's how I can see each and each one of these teams getting Wilson. Let's start with the Chicago Bears. Obviously, I wouldn't be shocked if the Bears look at Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's a great quarterback. But I don't, why, this is the, this, why would the Bears even, why would the Bears even be attractive to Russell Wilson? Well, look, one, the Bears are desperate for a franchise quarterback. And Wilson would be viewed as a hero if he were to get them over the hump. Chicago is sick of, obviously, Chicago is sick of seeing Aaron Rodgers, that bad man himself. And the Green Bay Packers dominate, dominating this division year after year. Someone who could unseat them would become an instant legend in a city that loves its sports stars. Now, what the Bears? Here's what the Bears would have to give up if they were to get Russell Wilson. The Bears don't have a quarterback. The Seahawks would want in a swamp of players, so it would have to be draft picks, high ones, and a lot of them. The problem now is the Bears don't have a high pick. They hold the num- they hold the 20th overall pick this year. So it would likely take multiple first rounders. And if you're gonna ask me how doable it is and what comes next, well, Ryan Pace, who is the general manager, might need a job-saving quarterback acquisition considering he has struck out with Mike Glennon, Mitchell Trubisky, and Nick Foles. So if the Bears are on the if the Bears are on Russell Wilson's list, then Ryan Pace owes it to the franchise to put together the best offer he can muster and hope the Seahawks change their mind and decide to deal him. Okay, guys, let's talk about the Las Vegas Raiders. Why would the Raiders be attractive to Wilson? Well, look at Russell Wilson's skill set with his willingness and ability to extend plays with his legs. It's closer to what John Gruden wants to do on offense, which can be elite when not bogged down by a depleted defense, which, by the way, the Raiders just hired the architect of the Seahawks Legion of Boom defensive coordinator Gus Bradley to fix. So there's familiarity for Wilson there, as well as with offensive line coach Tom Cable, who had the same role when the Seahawks won the Super Bowl. Plus, Imagine all the marketing opportunities for the for the curating uh, consensus consensus Wilson in the glitz and glam, and glamour of Las Vegas. Perhaps Sierra, who is the wife of Russell Wilson, can even get a re, a residency on the Strip. Now, what? Here's what the Raiders would have to give up to get Russell Wilson, with the visions of Ken Stabler for Dan Pastor. Uh, Pastor Ernie in 1980 dancing in Raider Nation's uh, head. How about a starter for starter swap? Russell Wilson for Derek Carr. The Raiders would have to throw in another pick or player as well just to offset Wilson's $32 million cap hit 
a cap number for 2021. Carr has a cap number of 22, uh, $22 million, while Marcus Mariota has one of while Marcus Mariota has one of the a drum roll, please. $11 million. Now, it's hard to see Seattle uh, taking both quarterbacks for Wilson, but one or the other wouldn't have to be involved. Carr and then Las Vegas would have to find a suitor for the other, which is Mariota. Now, how doable is it and what comes next? Very, but is there an appetite to move on from a quarterback coming off his career? Coming off his career best statistical season from the pure financial standpoint shedding the cap numbers of Carr, who has 2.5 million dollars in dead money and mariota who has zero dead who has zero dead money to get wilson makes it nearly a makes it nearly a wash the raiders would still have more than one million dollars to shed players oh wait Look it, like I said, I didn't mean to say players. I meant to say John Gruden and Mike Mayock have long said they will always kick tires on kicking to commerce. I'll kick tires on the players. Sorry, guys, I can't even talk to me. What I meant to say that John Gruden and general manager Mike Mayock have long said they will always kick tires on players to see how and if a certain player will improve the roster. Here's what I expect. Expect tire kicking to commence then as Russell Wilson, who is 32 years old, has three years remaining on his contract, but a lot of mileage on his legs. And Derek Carr, who's, who will turn 30 years old next month and ha- who also has two years left on his ideal, who has ideal on his deal, is no doubt growing wary of the yearly offseason speculation. Now, guys, here's a team that that I think uh, Russell Wilson would be really would be a perfect uh, fit for. That's the New Orleans Saints. Now, why would the Saints? Why the Saints? Why are the Saints attracted to Russell Wilson? To in this Russell Wilson, this Russell Wilson uh, scenario, no team on Wilson's wish Russell Wilson's wish list is more of a Super Bowl ready contender than the New Orleans Saints, who. By the way, the Saints have the NFL's best record over the past four seasons. New Orleans has one of the league's most talented rosters from top to bottom, including superstar playmakers Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara, and a very, very good offensive line. As a bonus, Wilson would get the chance to succeed Drew Brees, whom, he grew, whom Russell Wilson grew up idolizing as a fellow undersized quarterback. The one dropback is New Orleans' salary cap situation, which could make it difficult to keep this roster together long term. Now, what the Saints would have to give up, this seems like the biggest hurdle. Since the Saints don't pick until 28th in this year's draft and likely wouldn't pick uh, much higher in future years with Wilson at quarterback, it's hard to believe they could make the best offer unless Wilson gives Seattle no other choice, the Saints would likely be willing to give up a wealth of draft picks, perhaps three first rounders, but they would probably have to include some elite talent, either that be Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, 
uh, cor defensive cornerback Marshawn Lattimore, or offensive tackles Ryan uh, Ra uh, Ryan Ramsey, and uh, not Ryan Ramsey, uh, Ryan Ramsick, and Teron Armstead. That could also help New Orleans absorb Wilson's cap hit. Now, how doable is it, and what comes next? I'm saying right now, it's not going to be easy since the Saints have limited draft uh, value to offer and since they're projected to be $65 to $70 million over this year's salary cap. But they would be foolish not to consider it with Breeze heading toward retirement. The Saints can find weight. If I, if I look at the Saints, I think the Saints can find ways to push most of their, most of those cap costs into future years, including Russell Wilson's, just as they did throughout Breeze's tenure. They might have to trade or release a couple of core assets to make it work. But Wilson would be worth it. The Saints are built to win now with so many stars in their prime and several others like Cameron Jordan. Demario Davis, Malshan, uh, Malcolm Jenkins, and Janoris Jenkins, who are, who all, they are all in their thirties. So I think I have the Saints as the best fit for Russell Wilson. Now, guys, there's another team that I would add to this list, and I think Russell Wilson should stay with the Seattle Seahawks. And here's why. The Seahawks by no means feel as though they have to trade Wilson, especially since the situation has not escalated to the point where he has he has asked to be dealt. They believe that scheme changes under new offense coordinator Shane Waldron will reduce the hits and sacks on Wilson, thus elevating one of his major sources of frustration. But one of the more organizational philosophies is that they'll consider everything. At the right price, they'd have to consider trading Wilson. Logically, that price would include much more than the two first round picks and then some they get uh, which they gave up uh, gave up last year for Jamal Adams. That offer would likely have to either be a include a young quarterback. The Seahawks believe they would win with right away or B put them in position to draft that quarterback. They would then supplement their roster around their inexpensive rookie contract the way they did when they won the Super Bowl and nearly repeated as champions the following year, which was before they gave Wilson his first uh, mega deal. So I think that's, I think the Seattle Seahawks or the Seattle Seahawks or the New Orleans Saints one of those teams, either, I think those are his best options. And let's get back to America's team, a team I hate the most, the Dallas Cowboys. Look it. I don't know. Why would the Cowboys... If, if, if you were dumb enough to ask me, Russell, do you think the Cowboys would be a great fit for Russell Wilson? Look it. There are obvious on and off. There are obvious on and off the field considerations. On the field, Ezekiel Elliott, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, C.D. Lamb, Tyron Smith, Zach Martin, and Leo Collins comes to mind. 
the Cowboys have one of the most talented. They have one of the most talented offenses in the league. They also play in a division that is a lot easier than the NFC West. Off the field, the Cowboys brand sells. While Wilson already is one of the better known players in the NFL, his brand would multiply attached to the Cowboys star. What would the Cowboys have to give up to get uh, Russell Wilson? Multiple, multiple first round picks at the least. The Cowboys have the 10th overall pick in this year's draft, which would help, but they would have to give up future first rounders, if not more picks, and maybe some players just to land them. And if you're asking about trading Dak Prescott, well, they can't. He's a free agent, and even if they place the franchise tag on Dak for a second straight time, Prescott would have to sign the tender before any trade could be uh, facilitated. He effectively could shut down any trade talk simply by saying no no or making this making sure Seattle meets every financial demand he would have how doable is it for the Cowboys and what would come next for this team anything is doable but the Cowboys are committed to Prescott they have made him their priority and believe he is their quarterback for the uh, present and the future if the Cowboys get frustrated in the upcoming talks with Prescott's agent regarding a long-term contract, perhaps they visit the option. But it seems, but it seems remote at best. So I don't know. I don't know which team Russell Wilson might want to go to. But I think Russell Wilson. I think the best teams. I think the best case scenario for Russell Wilson, either he either he stays with the Seahawks or goes to the Saints. Cause the Saints, they don't have the Saints have a talented offense. They just need to fix their defense. And but the Seahawks, I mean, the Seahawks have a talented offense. You have DK Metcalf. You know, you have um Chris Carson. You have a great offense, you know. Um you have a good receiving court, DK Metcalf. You know, obviously bringing bring in Carlos Dunlap doesn't hurt. You know, obviously they have to put more talent in that defense. And if you put Russell Wilson, if the Seahawks just get Russell Wilson, the the Saints, if the I mean, if the Saints get Russell Wilson, the Saints would definitely be a Super Bowl contender. So let's see what happens. I just don't like. I don't think he fits best with the Bears because the Bears have they have this they're the Bears are dealing with the same problem that the Cowboys are and that's and that's fixing your offensive line, you know. And the Bears, who knows what they're gonna do with Allen Robinson? Are you gonna franchise tag him? Are you going to are you going to uh extend? Are you going are you going to um sign him long term? And the Raiders, um, the Raiders, they have a bad offense. You know, really good receiving core. I like Henry. I love Henry Ruggs. I love Nelson Aguilar. You know, I like they have a good defense, you know. So I think the best case scenario is for Russell Wilson either going to the Saints or staying with Seattle. So, yeah. 
Okay, guys, let's talk about the Philadelphia Eagles. So, guys, there was a report today on CBS Sports by Jeff Carr. You guys have been asking me the same question that Jeff has, that Jeff just uh, was talking about 12 minutes ago. Why Nick Siri? Why does Nick Sirianna believe in Jalen Hurts? Any young quarterback can succeed in this Eagles offense. That's what Jeff Kerr was saying. And I like the question he was asking. But when he said any young quarterback can succeed in this offense. So look at from what I'm getting. What I'm understanding so far, obviously Nick Sirianni, he obviously has confidence in his coaching staff, and he believes that this coaching staff can help Jalen Hurts succeed. Look it. The Philadelphia Eagles hired Nick Sirianni to help the franchise in the post-Carson Wentz era, a time with the franchise will be developing will developing a young quarterback to lead this organization for years to come. Either that either that quarterback will be Jalen Hurts or a first-round pick in the 2021 draft is unknown. But Sirianni obviously is confident any signal caller will succeed in the offensive in the offensive system the coaching staff is creating, you know? The Eagles have a young offensive coaching staff in place starting with offensive coordinator uh, Sean Steichen, who already received rave reviews from NFL, Rookie of the, uh, from NFL Offense Rookie of the Year, Justin Herbert. Sirianni saw the progress Herbert made in 2020, convincing him Steichen can do the same in Philadelphia. You know? Sirianni said in a, a one... Sirianna, uh, Sirianni said... In a one-on-one interview with Eagles insider uh, Dave Sparado, he said, quote-unquote, the way he thinks and talks about the quarterback to make the game simple for the, for the quarterback. He just has a unique way, you know? We saw that with Herbert, how he was able to take a young quarterback who has never played a snap <laughs> in the NFL and turn him into the rookie of the year. He just has so much passion, especially when he's uh, taking, when he's uh, talking about that position. As we all know, this shut up. It's the important position in all sports to have his expertise in that area. It will be huge for this football team. Sorry, guys, that was my brother. Keeps 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 being really annoying. So, look at Sirianni doesn't just have Steichen, who coached with him with the Los Angeles Chargers from 2013 to 2017. On his staff to help a young quarterback, he also was able to bring in Brian Johnson from the University of Florida as a team's new, uh, as a team's new, uh, new quarterback's coach who has an impressive track record with signal callers despite never having coached in the NFL. You know, we all saw what he did uh, with that offense at Florida. Super impressive. He brings so many good ideas. He brings an element of the college game that all of us have. 
Johnson doesn't have a connection to Sirianni. What's up? Hey, hey. Stop. What's up? He stinks. You don't take showers. Sorry, guys. So, Johnson doesn't have a connection to Sirianni, but look, Hurts, like I said on multiple occasions, Jalen Hurts is a great quarterback. Coming from a good college, he came, he came from Alabama. Alabama's a great college. They, just beat the, they, they beat the hex out of my freaking Buckeyes. Justin Herbert. Uh, no, not Justin Herbert. Um, not Justin Herbert. Um, Don't you die? So, listen, look at He has known the Eagles quarterback since Jalen Hurts was four. And even tried to recruit, uh, recruit Hurts when he was the quarterback coach at Mississippi State. Sirianni is confident <laughs> both Streichen and Johnson can develop any young quarterback the Eagles bring in, but it's a strong sign for Hurts. Future, you know, it's for his future. If he's the unquestioned starter in 2021 or not. So I don't know what the Eagles will do, but the Eagles, obviously, they need they need to fix this. They need to fix this football team fast. They don't have any talent. They just lost freaking Deshaun Jackson. Then you lost Alshon Jeffrey. You're going to lose Zach Ertz. What are you going to do? You're going to bring in a freaking Eric Ebron? I don't know what they're going to do. I have no problem with their defensive front. They have a good defensive front. Secondary is horrible. So obviously, obviously the Giants, obviously when I look at the Eagles, obviously it looks like when I look at this division, Hopefully, this division could be better. Um, obviously, every team is trying to turn around. You see the Dallas Cowboys trying to get Russell Wilson. The Eagles are trying to the Eagles are trying to uh, bring in confidence in this uh, football team. And the Giants, all they need is a freaking Cowboys are all, that East. all the Giants really need is an off um, freaking. They just need Daniel Jones to show up. Cowboys are get him, that get him a receiver, and then. Washington, they just need a quarterback. So I still, I still think the Giants will win this division. Um, so let's see what happens. But Washington, but, but Washington, but Washington again, they're dealing with uh, Alex Smith and Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke could be a uh, he could be the starting quarterback. Uh, who knows? Or Washington might go after a rookie quarterback in the draft. Probably go after Trey Lance or uh, Kyle Trask. Who knows? But Washington will go for a quarterback. Don't know if that's don't we don't know if that's going to be in free agency. Either either that either that either that goes that either that's in um either they uh try to put a competition between one of their quarterbacks they have now. Who knows? When I look at I look at the division, the Giants have a good chance of winning it. Easy schedule, you know. So there's no other way to put it. Daniel Jones can be a good quarterback. No, he's trash. Top ten quarterback. I'm keeping my word, you know, and we have an easy schedule. You have, you have, look at your home games. I'm going to pull up, I'm going to pull up your schedule right now. You have, so, never mind guys. So, so, I have nothing else to say, but we'll see what happens until we hit free agency. If the Giants get someone like a Bud Dupree, if they get someone like a John Lou Smith, 
If they get Allen Robinson, Juju Smith, it doesn't matter. The Adam Giants, the, the, the Giants, team. the Giants are going to the playoffs. There's no question. So we'll see what happens. I hope, I hope, you, I hope you guys, yeah. I hope you guys like this podcast. I'll do. I'll see you tomorrow. And guys, guys, just tell me if the Bears gonna be good. Cause we all know the Bears suck. So see ya.